Hi, this is Sukandi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. How are you doing? New Year's is here. New Year is here. 2024. 2024. It's a leap year. And people have been asking me questions. Is it okay to get married in a leap year? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm not an expert on that. A lot of articles on the internet say that it's not so great getting married in a leap year. Some of them say that it's the leap year day, which is February 29, that a person is not supposed to get married on. Some articles say, I think it's Irish, that there's a custom where a woman can propose to a man on February 29. <laughs> I would say, do your research and come up with the best information that suits you. Come up with the best information that suits you because when you start to seek something, to support your case, your situation, then even if it doesn't seem good at the start, it will get better as you start seeking more and more. So you will start to see more articles that say that something is good. So either way, I don't think there's a problem getting a marriage proposal, correct? And then once a marriage proposal is in, you can always plan your wedding day. I know that in India, a lot of people get married in 2024. So no year is left behind where marriage is concerned. And you know, in India, people are pretty much with astrology and this and that. So nobody stops a marriage in 2024, like in a leap year. That's in India. I would say go into your own custom. Everybody comes from somewhere. And in that custom, as for the traditions and customs of the original land that you come from, there could be something there that would guide you. And I would say follow that. Follow that. So if somebody's from a certain country in that country traditions, says something about a leap year, whether to get married, don't get married, what's the best time, etc. Follow that. Because that's what is going to apply to you. And you can use that as a guideline. Like I said, in India, it's not that all marriages are stopped in a leap year. And people do get married. So that's where I come from. And that's what I would follow. But I would leave it to each person here to look into his own customs and traditions of the original land that he comes from. And then go according to that. We're planning a marriage wedding date is concerned because we want you to feel happy, correct? But there is no issue in getting a marriage proposal. 
in 2024? None at all. There is nothing about having romance in 2024. You can just plan the wedding date according to your original customs and traditions. But this already means that we're putting into place people attracting marriage energy. Because we're talking about it. We started it with the Joyful Manifestation show. We had a pre-New Year's Eve show and we started to manifest people attracting marriages, marriage proposals. And then one of my clients asked me, shall I get married? Is it okay to get married in leap year? And then of course I went and did some research and the articles that I found said, no, shouldn't get married in a leap year. But then some articles said, it's February 29 that you're not supposed to get married on. And then some articles said you can, a woman can actually propose to a man on February 29. It's supposed to be allowed. I would say follow your own customs and traditions from the land that you come from originally. But there is absolutely no issue with creating love energy and attracting love energy and attracting the marriage proposal itself. And so 2024 is going to be a great year for everybody who wants to attract love into their life. Let's make this a lucky year for everyone who's listening to the show, of course. And let's say that all of you are going to be super lucky in love. And think that. Affirm that to yourself. I am very lucky in love. I am very lucky where it comes to love. I am so lucky that I win every time. I am so lucky that the woman I love loves me. I am so lucky that the man I love loves me. And so you go forward with this affirmation and you attract love to yourself in 2024. Again, the actual marriage date you can decide as per your own customs, but no harm in attracting love and certainly 2024 is a great year to attract love and to reach very, very high vibrations where love is concerned and where money is concerned. And sex, of course. <laughs> love, money and sex. Sex, love, money. Money, sex, love. In whatever order that you want to put it. And for some people who are listening, power. For those who need power. You can gain a lot of power in 2024. And the power that we're talking about is the power to win. It's the power to do good things for the world. It's a power to do good things in one's family. A lot of people who are leaders, who want to be leaders, who need the power to have their plans and ideas executed can do so. Become an instrument to be a great leader if that's what you want. 
you can be a great leader in your own family. You can be a great leader in your company, the company that you work for. You can be a great leader in the business that you have or are going to start. You can be a great leader for your country. You can be a great leader for the world. And in fact, from what I understand, a lot of people nowadays who want to be great leaders for their country also want to be great leaders for the world because they have good ideas. And they know that if their ideas are executed, the world's going to be in a better place. So the Good Fortune Show supports Every one of you out there who wants to be a great leader, whether in your own home, in the company that you work for, the business you have started, society, your country, or the world. So that if you feel you can do great things, then we want you to succeed. We want you to be that person who can help everyone succeed. And we want you to use the show as a place where you can take away good energy. This energy is free, <laughs> right? But I would say do subscribe for the show because of the infinity symbol. The more you give, the more you get. And if you have not subscribed till now, do subscribe for it. All you have to do is sign up for an online account in BBS Radio. Log into your account and subscribe to the Good Fortune Show and the Joyful Manifestation Show and make use of this energy. It's there. We're connected to a good source. Remember we were talking, I think we had a show on December 22, uh, the week before week. We were talking about the source of good energy. Source does give out good vibrations to support all good fortune activities. And by connecting to this particular vibration, a person can use it to create, to manifest whatever he or she wants. And this vibration is so strong. It's so strong. It can support any project that you have in mind. Whether small, tiny projects, it could just be to get your child to eat more greens, <laughs> correct? It could be a project like that, which is also important, but it could be a huge project. You want to guide the world into a better place. It could be any one of these projects. And, you know, I had somebody come work with me and he actually wanted to be the prime minister of Pakistan. And his intentions were to do good for that country, to lead that country into a better place. And I support him and I support his intentions. I know he's working on it, on his project. And so it's a great thought, it's a great ideal. It's a great ideal, actually. So people do come here and do have big goals and ambitions that seem almost impossible. But for the person who has the right intention, who wants to use good energy to do good things, source is willing to supply. Source is willing to supply. And 
a person who wants to be a great prime minister for Pakistan, that's a great objective and goal. And I would say, given the current conditions, tough to execute, to even last <laughs> if you have good intention. But if somebody really has good in intentions and wants to do something, source is ready to supply. And the reason is the world belongs to God, to source, right? So source would want it to be maintained well. You know, I'm talking about Pakistan today, just a little bit more. But when I visit Dubai, at that time, I don't think of somebody as belonging to a certain country. You see so many Pakistani taxi drivers there. They, in their lives, just want to do well personally. They want to make money. They want to send money home. They want their families to do well. They're really not thinking of political issues. They're just thinking about their own happiness and survival and that of their family. So there are people in the world who want to do good for themselves and who are not absolutely ridden with negativity and wanting to do bad for the world. And that's where you understand that, oh my God, people want good fortune in their lives. They really do. And whoever it is, whichever country, however political that country is, there are people there who want to do well personally. And they want good fortune in their lives. And they want opportunities. And how do opportunities come? Opportunities, good opportunities. Come when there is a good energy flowing, great energy flowing. And they get these opportunities and they're able to hold on to it and climb up. They climb up, just like climbing a ladder, holding onto a rope, doing mountain climbing. One foothold, another one, another one, and one goes up to the top. And what one has to do is invoke good fortune energy and grab onto the opportunities that this good fortune energy brings with it. And as one does this again and again and again, he gets so many footholds, strong, firm footholds that he can use to climb up to his goal. And of course, you know, if you're Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey, you would have your own airplane and helicopter and ship and whatnot. <laughs> and you can fly. And reach land directly on top of any goal that you want to achieve. So here we are saying step one invoke good fortune energy, ask it to flow to you. Step two grab the opportunity that it brings and use every opportunity as a foothold to climb on to the next level, to the next level. 
I remember one Pakistani driver was telling me, because I think there are boats that connect Dubai and such places, UAE, United Arab Emirates, UAE, to Pakistan. He said that he finds doors, windows, and other special items there where he works in Dubai and or lands around it, areas around it, and he sends it by boat to his home in Pakistan where he's constructing a home. And he says the quality is, you know, he's able to get good quality at a cheaper price or a decent price, and he's able to for that quality, and then he's able to send it home and use it in the construction of his home in Pakistan. So what is he doing if not grabbing the opportunities that he gets to further his situation in life? So he's obviously tuned to something. Remember we talked about tuning into good fortune? We're all tuning mechanisms. We're all able to tune into the radio stations that source gives out by virtue of signals. So he's able to tune into a certain vibration where he's able to, one, get a job in Dubai, two, make money, three, save, four, send back to home money for his family to live, five, save there, <laughs> six, send home building materials that maybe it would cost more over there. Whatever it is, he's doing something. And he's able to send it back home and build his life there for his retirement. And so there are people in the world who no matter where they come from, no matter what land they come from, they're able to grab good fortune opportunities and climb up and create their lives. And so what it means is if you're somebody who's sitting in a country that thinks that, oh, my God, there are no opportunities here. There's just political issues going on and no real opportunities being given to people. Well, remember the example of this Pakistani driver. And the fact that every person, every person is guided by his own guidance system. And every person can navigate out of any negative situation and go towards the positive. And there are, and because, you know, I travel a lot by taxi, or cabs or whatever it is when I am traveling, then to other countries, etc. Then when we talk, there are people who want to go abroad, earn some money. Maybe at that current moment, they are living on meager resources while they are saving back home. They're sending money back home. And they themselves cut down on their expenses and they live sometimes five people, 10 people. And I'm not trying to say that's the best way to live. They 
really should rethink that and have a better life in the current moment of now. But I'm just saying, even if somebody does something like that, and they're driving somebody else's taxi and they're not getting paid high amounts, but they're still saving to open their own business back home. So in a few years, they have enough money to buy a car, start their own business back home. And so their eyes are always on their goals. And what is the next level that they want to go to? And this is how people navigate and they climb step by step and they go higher and higher in the world. I would say it's better to do this than to be stuck in local country situations that are actually so political. They harm or they block people's progress. It's better to go and find your opportunity somewhere else can send it back home that's okay i'm just saying it's better to do that than to embroil oneself in local political situations that then keeps one stuck in that particular karma they talk about something called the abhimanyu chakra which is called the abhimanyu circle chakra is circle in, in this, what happens, there is, this is very, very old history or story <laughs> where a warrior gets stuck in a circle that he's not able to get out of. It's called the Abhimanyu Chakra view, that is the Abhimanyu circle, where a person gets stuck in a situation where he's not able to get out of the situation because the circle is so tight around him. All the walls around him, all the soldiers around him, all the situations around him are such that he's not able to break out of that circle. But this brave warrior, a brave warrior, and I'm talking of warriors and a spiritual warrior, we're all navigators. So Great, let's just say this instead, not warrior, but a great navigator would be able to navigate himself or herself out of any tight circle that he finds himself in or herself in that he feels he cannot get out of. Look for that little crack in that circle. There will be an opening, even a slight one. Use it and get out of it. Even people in law, they look for a tiny crack, something that somebody did not look out for or did not cover. And a very smart person can get out of any tight situation that he or she is in. And I would say, if you connect yourself to good fortune energy, that good fortune energy will send you a rope that you can use to climb out of any tight situation that you find yourself in. Any bind, any situation, it could be related to money, it could be related to physical security, it could be related to love. There will be a certain gap, crack, 
in the situation that has come around you, that is surrounding you, and keeping you from thinking that there is hope. No, God is, and when I say God, it could mean anything to anybody. For me, God is a superpower. God is the all. God is the person who cares for us. God is in us. God is around us. He manifests himself as the highest energy. He, she. And then for certain cultures, like Indian cultures, you know, they divide themselves into many gods and goddesses or forms of the same. But you could think whatever you want to and still ask the universe for a lifeline, for a rope, for hope. Tune into good fortune energy because if you do that, the good fortune energy itself comes as a rope to get you out. So I would say for a person who has no job, who spent months, maybe years looking for a job, a decent one that pays well, he could be thinking he's in a circle, a tight circle that he cannot get out of, but if he connects to good fortune energy, somewhere an opportunity will be created. Hope will come. And a person can use that to climb out. And then keep on asking for more good fortune energy and keep climbing out. And then climbing up towards one's goals. The reason we're taking this approach today is because good fortune energy can be seen as a rope that helps one climb out of situations and climb into better situations. Where I'm concerned, when I'm you know, using these ropes, it's mostly between one massage parlor and another. Oh, what do I choose? Oh, my choice is so hard. One makeup artist to another, beautician to another. Oh, what do I choose? One hotel to another. Oh, what do I choose? Or one cruise to another. Oh, what do I choose? One set of food items to another set of food items. Oh, this choice is so tough. What do I choose? <laughs> but there are people who have even better choices than me, and there are people who have worse choices that need that they need to choose between. Oh, shall I go to this movie or the other movie? That's my top choice. <laughs> right? Shall I stay home or shall I go traveling again? <laughs> so everybody has their own set of choices. And no matter what level these choices are on, you can... Ask for good fortune to guide you and send you that rope. And I'm telling you, soon the choices will not be about this tough choice or that tough choice, but it will be about, dear good fortune energy, please guide me, which pastry should I have today? 
dear good fortune energy please help them manifest the best pizzas when i order this is what happened to me i think yesterday or day before yesterday um day before yesterday i'm staying over in this hotel i asked for pizza and this is the hotel that i trust remember i said there is very few hotels there are very few hotels that i go and i eat at and stay in so and so i asked for pizza and my great dilemma is will the pizza be just the way i want it and so this is my dilemma and you know they sent me a pizza that was super spicy I'm like a spicy pizza come on send me spicy pizza and that was my great issue for that night a spicy pizza i put it on my tongue my tongue's burning so that being my great problem i took the greatest effort to lift up the phone receiver and call in room dining and tell them the pizza's really spicy can you please not send me spicy pizza and he's like no 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 madam you're just going to replace it <clears throat> great problem right and so they come up they take the old pizza and they replace it with a great pizza just the way i want it that was an indian curry pizza and i'm not used to eating indian curry pizza that was just too spicy for me i'm used to normal pizza correct and they sent a normal pizza and i really enjoyed it but this was my great dilemma for that particular night and so everybody has their own level of dilemma right and we need to decide how do we get to the place where the major problem in our life is going to be eating a spicy pizza or not going for a late night show or not eating this pastry or the other pastry now since we all like to make choices the level of choices that we are forced to make depends on our good fortune energy and for every person listening there before you poo poo this thing whatever i said oh my greatest dilemma was eating a spicy pizza or not for that night <laughs> yesterday it was yesterday my greatest dilemma was going to a late night show or not that was my dilemma for yeah for last night and so if somebody says oh my god what is she saying then don't poop it because if you think about it from the point of view of a person who has to leave his country and run because he's in a dire situation then i would say wish for him or wish for yourself a situation where good fortune supports you all the time you tune to good fortune energy all the time and you rise up or you make a situation better to the extent that your greatest dilemma is whether you're going to wear a blue dress or a red dress for that night and not something else 
And so then a person wants to climb and get into good fortune energy. And yes, if a person still, after getting into good fortune energy, wants to take on more risks and wants to take on bigger tasks, then sure, you know, expand your business or go forward in life. But at least you have good fortune supporting you. And even if you want bigger decisions and dilemmas and you need that to survive and you need that to feel happy. You know, Beyonce, she has a movie out on the Renaissance tour and she talks about situations that she had to solve. It's the dramatic approach, correct? Drama. One has to find drama in every situation. One doesn't want to show people that one's lucky. Oh, I'm lucky. I have a good, blessed life. No, one wants to show that one is still coping with situations. And then sending that message out into the world. But if somebody is really a goddess of fortune, a goddess of fortune will always approach a situation from the point of view that there is no problem, that everything's fine, all's well. And whatever she wants happens and happens really nicely in a really nice way. So it's the drama in people. They need to perpetuate the drama. No matter how successful they get, the drama, the drama, the drama. And then that keeps them wired, wired up. Yesterday I was watching a movie. And this man gives out his apartment on rent, his apartment in a very expensive city in India, Mumbai. Okay, real estate prices are really wacky. They can compete with any place in the US or even more expensive. And so he owns an apartment in this absolutely expensive city, in this absolutely expensive place called Polly Hill. And that's where I grew up. That's where all the film stars are. And at that point, I didn't know. But <laughs> I was not thinking about it, but things to come and play. And, um, and so, this absolutely expensive place. He owns an apartment there. And out of the goodness of his heart, he gives out that apartment on rent for 15 years continuously on a very low, super low rent. Out of the goodness of his heart to a family. Flash forward 15 years, fast forward. His son, only son, decides to go to Bombay, which is called Mumbai now, and take up a job in this super expensive city. And his father says, you know, we have an apartment there. I'll write to the family there. I'm concerned that you're going to be staying alone. You know, Indian parents are protective. And so you can stay there or at least in a hotel nearby. So the son does that. He attends a job interview. And later on, he gets a job there. And he decides to stay back there. And he falls in love with the girl, the daughter of the family that this apartment was given on rent to. 
Now, the parents back here want to live with their son. So they send a vacate notice to the family saying, because they want their apartment back, because housing in this particular city, in this place, is really expensive. And he says, you know, I own an apartment there. And so he sends a notice to vacate, and the family in that apartment starts a huge legal situation and refuse to vacate, and they want to own the house, they want to take it away from the owner. The daughter of the house throws out the luggage and gets rid of the guy who loves her, by the way. All for a big fight, all for a big apartment. And here is where finance, money, and love get intertwined. And she sacrifices love and goes on the war path. She goes on the war path, not feeling grateful for the 15 years that this very good landlord gave this apartment to them at a super cheap price. She's not feeling gratefulness. She's feeling, she's feeling righteous. So she goes on the war path, goes to the lawyer, spends all her money. Not that they're so well off. They spend whatever they have. They go down this legal path. And obviously, they come up against the owner of the apartment who's going to win, correct? But there's some laws there that protect tenants who stayed there for a long time. So they try to use those laws. But what I'm saying is, if you take this movie in, as an example, first of all, the daughter of the house already attracted the son of the owners of that apartment, who's anyway rich and he's well educated. The son is really sweet natured. He's not asking for the apartment back, but his parents want that because they want to live with him right there. And that's their home. So she goes against everything and she gives up the path of good fortune, the good fortune that she was having all these years. She did not use gratefulness as a guiding emotion and feet. And she went down the war path of legal solutions. And obviously she got chewed up, correct? She's not the owner. She's just trying, she's just a tenant who's trying to prove she's lived there for a long time and she has rights over that house. And she lost the guy. She loses everything. But if she used gratefulness and if she called upon good fortune energy and asked that good fortune energy to guide her, my God, you've given me so much for so long. Me and my family, we've been able to stay in this house for so many years. I am so grateful to this wonderful owner of this house, this wonderful landlord, who allowed me to stay here at such low rent. I'm so happy for that. She could have gone down the path of good fortune, called on all the good fortune energies. And she would have got this owner's son, who anyway, then the father would have allowed this family to stay, right? She would have been the daughter-in-law. She would have gotten everything anyway, just practicing gratefulness. Instead of getting upset with the owner just because he wanted his apartment back after 15 years, right? So an owner has no rights over his own home. What I'm trying to say is we make the choices about the path that we want to follow. We can choose gratefulness or we can choose war. We can choose happiness or we can choose to be unhappy 
we can choose to ask for good fortune energy from the universe from god and then enjoy the opportunities that that good fortune brings us because if she had just been flowing gratefulness and appreciation towards the family that allowed her to stay her and her family to stay for so many years she would have naturally attracted another similar situation and gotten another home of equal or slightly more rent but the universe would have helped her because she's flowing gratefulness she's flowing appreciation she's not flowing unhappiness into the world she's flowing thankfulness you know we can take a couple of minutes break and listen to some music so i think some instrumental music so i would say don't go away just um, i'm coming back so hold on tight and we will talk again after this short musical break Gandhi Ayer for the Good Fortune Show. Welcome back. We were talking about gratefulness and how to use gratefulness and appreciation, thankfulness to go towards the future. If you think of the rope, remember I said tune into Good Fortune energy. ask source to send you good fortune energy along with that energy will come a rope that you can use to climb 
climbing out of a tough situation into a great situation. I mean, think of a person, and if that person is in the well, oh, is he going to sit in the well and make a life there in the well? Or will he use a rope and climb up? Or whatever it is that he uses to climb up. Obviously going to climb up. So I would say why sit in a place where there is constant negativity and battle and all these things instead of using opportunity ropes to climb out into a great place and to feel grateful for one's life. life opportunities life wealth that one has already gathered generally feeling grateful and people who feel bored there's this person who had a great life, has a great life, gathered a lot of money, good family, good everything. But one big thing people like to tell themselves, and it's a lie. I'm saying this right from the start, it's a lie. Oh, I have gathered, and this is what people tell themselves, some people, not everybody. There are some wise people also. <laughs> so the people who are not so wise will say, I have earned money. I have earned power. I have a great family, great everything. Everything's going really well for me, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And then they say, okay, you know, I need to go find a place where I can be happy. So this person is from the US, he has everything. He's maybe worked hard, whatever it is, he's got enough, a lot of money, actually not enough, but a lot of money, good family, good everything. So the US gave him that or helped him achieve it, correct? And then he says, I'm not happy. And this is a great illusion that people, from wealthy countries have. I'm not happy. No matter how much wealth I have, I'm not happy. Something in me is empty. Isn't that from the movie um, Eat, Love, Pray? There was a movie like this, correct? I'm assuming it's Eat, Love, Pray or whatever order the words are in or whatever words are there. Julia Roberts? I'm not sure. So, it's the same thing. Oh, I have everything, but I'm not happy. I need to go finding, seeking something. Why is there no spirituality in the US? There is spirituality in the US. It's just that the US wants to give people a great, a great life, economically, materially. And then to poo-poo that, because one has everything materially, but one is not satisfied spiritually. There is God in the U.S. of A, I felt 
God's presence many times in the U.S. of A. In fact, a lot of gurus from the East go there, <laughs> right? <laughs> there is a lot of God in the U.S. But to think that just because one is materially rich that one is empty, it's not okay because the country has worked hard to give people decent standards of living, more than decent. And then so when one says, I have a lot of money, I have a great family here, but I'm not happy. So one is not being in appreciation and gratefulness and thankfulness. And I'm just using U.S. as an example because, you know, I know the U.S. But there are many countries in the world that are great economically. They have great nature. They have great standards of living. And they give their people a very good life. But then a person suddenly says, I'm not happy. I got everything, but I'm not happy. So this person went off to Nepal <laughs> and found poor people there that he can help. And now he's happy. And then is learning a lesson that you can be happy without material richness. That's not a lesson to learn. Everybody knows that happiness is not directly connected to money. You can be happy in any situation. A lot of seemingly poor countries in the world have proven that. And so then he has to leave all of his richness and then travel to Nepal to help super poor people economically. Oh, if they're so happy, then they're not really wanting your economic help, right? So now why are you trying to help them economically? Because you still think there's importance to money. They're already happy. They didn't ask for your help, really. They're happy. I mean, I'm just trying to explain that there could be a village that does not have a dam and does not have full-flowing electricity or even decent bathrooms and toilets. But that has nothing to do with happiness because people have lived like that centuries ago. But it's really delusion to think that one has all these things and then say, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I need to go to a poor place and help them out so that I can be happy. No, they're already happy because that's how people lived centuries ago. And centuries ago, people were happy. So happiness has nothing to do with this. But the main assumption being that I'm not grateful for the material riches that God has provided. That is already flowing negative energy towards what one already has. So does people like to talk about it? Oh, the people in the West are not happy. They're not spiritually satisfied. You got to go to the a very, very poor country and find happiness. Nothing like that. People, a lot of Indians come to you and get super rich and they're very happy. There is God, a lot of God. And so we're saying that it's okay to help poor people. I'm not saying you shouldn't help, but to go from a point of delusion where one is completely unhappy about one's life and thinking that material richness is has no importance has no importance. And then going and learning a life lesson. No, you've already been given everything by God. God's given it to you. If you want to say that I'm really happy, I have everything, I want others to have everything. Go for it. 
but to go from a place of thinking that material wealth is not important and that one can only find happiness and poverty and then try to learn that life lesson that's coming from a place of not being grateful in as they say it's always good to appreciate what one has and then build further on it than breaking down the foundations and then pooing what one already has so we want 2024 to be a place of gratefulness a year of gratefulness where you're going from one grateful place to another grateful place asking for good fortune to flow to you from the divine source of it all grabbing the rope grabbing the opportunities taking the opportunities climbing up attaining your goals and being very very happy but about all the material success that you get because material also comes from spiritual everything is spirit vibrating at different levels and we want you to attract more and more good fortune so i would say happy new year have a wonderful 2024 and do tune into our next show which is the joyful manifestation show coming up next week 7 p.m pacific standard time we will meet again for a really really good show and creating higher and higher and better and better vibrations of gratefulness thankfulness and appreciation happiness great wealth great love this is Sagandi Ayer signing off for the Good Fortune Show, wishing you a wonderful rest of the day.